Welcome to the Brown Girl Rising podcast. I'm your host, Urvashi, and I'm so happy to have you here. We are here to celebrate you and incredible, inspirational women of color from around the world. Women who are breaking down cultural barriers, who are smashing through glass ceilings, and women who have experienced trauma and challenges and risen from these challenges. I'm so excited, so let's dive in. Hello, brown girl. How are you? This is your host, Ush, or Urushi. And, you know, this podcast episode today is all about healthy foundations. But before we go into healthy foundations, I just wanted to give you a little bit of an update on where I am with life, um, with business, with everything that's going on and with my personal growth as well. So recently I found that um, I've been really leaning towards feminine embodiment and really healing the kind of witch wound and really leaning into kind of sisterhood and like the woman rising and I say the woman rising because I heard a story today and it was all about Adam and Eve and now I'm not a Christian but I did go to a CAV school so I know some of the stories and I just want to just have this just to talk about this one segment of this story and it said that Eve took and ate an apple now I didn't know what the apple represented, if I'm honest with you. Now, um, supposedly, when Eve ate this apple, it wasn't because it was juicy, it wasn't because it was fresh, it wasn't because it was damn red and beautiful, it was because she wanted knowledge. And she wanted the power to understand life. Now, when she ate this apple, supposedly it was the start of the doom for all mankind because women weren't seen to have the power or shouldn't have had the power. And so Eve eating that apple and taking on this knowledge was seen to be the end of kind of life as men or the patriarchy knew it and one of the things that I've been learning on my journey is this whole patriarchal um, institutionalization of women Um, how we are you know with you know from a young age we're competing against each other and you know it's kind of like well actually you only need to know so much because actually the man will do it for you or you need to be able to cook and clean because actually the man will go out and earn for you. Now, obviously, we women are educated and we've been to university. Some of us have learned through experience and vocation. Um, some of us have learned through education and books, but we are educating ourselves. And what I've noticed, especially in our communities, is that the further women rise the more 
men feel intimidated and cannot seem to keep up. Now, you can absolutely come and tell me that this is untrue. And I'm not saying this is 100% factual knowledge for every single person out there. But as a single woman, I have found that men are very intimidated by a single woman with a business or a single woman who is a director level, um, who is owning a home property, who drives around a freaking Mercedes Benz or a BMW, who owns her, who owns her stuff and, you know, enjoys her life. She wants a man who is a companion, who will also kind of take care of her emotionally, physically, be there for her. But for some reason, I found that the men in our community sometimes cannot step up to the plate. Now, I don't know if that is the way in which they've been brought up um, or the way in which they've seen um, their parents' relationship. And I can't comment on that, but these are just my thoughts. Remember, this is a podcast. These are my thoughts. Um, sometimes backed by knowledge and education, but right now these are my personal thoughts. And I just wanted to put it out there that as we go into this new paradigm, like the world is changing. The world is leaning more towards that rising sisterhood, women coming back together, sister circles. You know, I am now holding a bi, not bi-monthly, but every other month sister circle in Marlow, the first one happening on the 10th of September, which I'm super excited about, and the next one on um, the 5th of November. And, you know, each circle has a theme, but the whole premise of the circle is for women to have space to open up, find sisterhood, and find community. Find a space where they feel held, where they can be themselves without the fear of judgment from other women or even men. So, you know, as I rise into this, how do I explain it, Uh, goddess womanhood, um, more feminine, more kind of nurturing, you know, looking after myself more and really leaning into feeling and being rather than doing and receiving energy rather than, you know, constant giving. Because for a long time, I led with my masculine. I led with that whole, I've got to do this. I've got to get this program out there. I've got to get this course out there. I've got to sell, sell, sell. Actually, what I realized is if somebody wants to work with me, they will find me. When the student is ready, the teacher is there. So that's kind of, I just wanted to give you an update on where I am leaning more into this feminine, wise woman, wild woman, goddess energy. And I genuinely hope for you the same, because as we move more into our feminine archetypes, as we move more into our queendom and our goddess rising energy, we attract more. We attract more abundance, more love, more health, more passion more success in our work but we attract it from that feminine nature because we are open and we are responding to the world out there which is exactly what women were meant to do we aren't meant to be little men 
we've just been conditioned to work like men, um, to go back to work after having a baby, you know, in America after six or 12 weeks, in England after a year or nine months, in, you know, Germany, actually, I believe in some of the Nordic and Scandi countries, they uh, have up to a three-year maternity policy paid as well, some of them. So let's start leaning into our feminine and rising from there as a collective. Let's stop be like putting ourselves up against other women. Let's stop trying to compete with what she's got because you don't know the path she took to get that. So rate her, be proud of her and send more love to her than being jealous. And yes, I know jealousy is actually not as bad as it sounds. In fact, jealousy can show you what is limited or what is missing in your life. I prefer to call it envy. When you're envious, you can still be happy for that person, but actually you can want it for yourself as well. So yeah, that was just kind of a random thing that I wanted to get off my chest. Let's lean lean into our feminine let's lead with our feminine and let's move our bodies and let's start feeling more as a collective let's start feeling our emotions where are they in our body how can we unstick them let's get unstuck from hiding our emotions because that's what society has told us to do let's release let's have rage practices let's have feminine embodiment practices I've done yoni steaming which was wow (laughs) something different and I'm probably going to do another one I'm probably going to do one a month I did one before Bali and yes I do want to do a podcast on Bali at some point but that's not today today the main reason I wanted to have this podcast and come on and have a little chat was to tell you a little story and share with you my new program as well so when As you know, I've been a coach for a long time, since 2017. um, I got my personal training diploma, I got my nutrition, I got like my fitness, my boxing, my fight club. um, And I've been coaching women ever since then. But what happened in 2021 was I got really ill with reflux. Now we all know about my reflux story. You know, it stopped me from moving, it gave me brain fog I couldn't cook I was vomiting up to eight times a day I had massive headaches and because of this I didn't move much and I literally didn't eat well I would eat whatever was here so bags of popcorn would be my dinner at times you know I'd order a Nando's two or three times a week it got that bad um and so I putting I started putting on a lot of weight and this was after a good you know five years of being at a good way of at being at a place where I felt sexy I felt beautiful I was curvaceous I had you know a smaller face a smaller frame but not because I wanted to be smaller but because I felt good in the clothes I wanted to feel good in and when I started putting on weight which was around 12 kilos in the end um you know something that really hit me was how can I coach women how can I continue doing what I love, which is helping women with their physical, mental, emotional, and how can I coach them? Because I wasn't, I didn't look like the person they wanted to be anymore, you know? Um, 
and I went really down on myself. I, I, you know, it got to a place where I was like, well, I can't coach women because I'm not practicing what I preach, even though I have the knowledge, I'm not well enough. But, you know, the reason I wasn't practicing what I preach is because I wasn't well enough, right? So how can I coach women? So this was my mindset. And at this point, I completely slowed down my business. I stopped coaching the fitness programs, the one-to-one coaching. But you know what? It was missing from my life when I when I stopped that coaching. But at that point, I realized actually there was more to what I was doing for women than just fitness and just nutrition. In fact, I was, I, I loved seeing the joy on women's face when they achieved something, when they, when they got past the limitation, when they realized actually it was something else in their life, which was holding them back from getting to that place where they wanted to be. And at this point, I realized I can still coach. And so I got my diploma from the Dharma Coaching Institute with Sahara Rose and became a sole purpose and spiritual life coach or a Dharma coach. And you know what? It was incredible. And at that point, again, I was like, this is completely new coaching, right? This is completely new. But it wasn't because actually what happened when I was coaching women in the fitness space was that they used to open up to me in our one-to-one sessions about things going on with their family, things going on with work, with their life, how their mental health was. And what I should have done was combine them both straight away, but I didn't because I thought life coaching and fitness coaching is completely separate. But actually, they're not. So as I got more and more in control of the disease, the H. pylori in my stomach, and I got some energy back, the brain fog started lifting and I started practicing what I was preaching again. I started training again. I started looking after myself again. But in fact, the weight didn't shift and I put on two more kilos and I was like how could this happen I was doing everything right I was training I was eating I was you know moving right I was walking every day but what I realized and this is going back to my opening gambit of becoming more feminine is that I was doing 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 I was leading with my masculine energy. And we all need an element of feminine and masculinity, right? Because as a female, we'll sit back and receive, but as a masculine, we'll take the action. But none of me was receiving. I was just going for it. I was pushing myself. I was swimming. I was training. I was walking each day. I was eating 1,500 calories to keep my body going. I was sleeping late for some reason and my body was in complete stress mode and when your body is stressed and full of cortisol we all know that the fat loss is never going to happen right because cortisol is a fat hormone and if there's one thing that everyone needs to know is that the body is made up of all our life experiences the traumas the challenges everything we've been through even the small traumas, our cells remember everything. And my body, it was completely holding on to the trauma that I'd gone through. I hadn't actually released it. I'd just been like, okay, I feel a bit better, so let's get back onto it. And my nervous system was completely dysregulated and out of whack. 
And so for me, it was never safe to actually lose that weight. So at my leanest, I was a size 12. I was looking good. I didn't mind taking my t-shirt off. I didn't mind being in a bikini. In fact, I liked being in a bikini. And then putting on that 12 kilos, I got to a place where I hated my body. I wanted to lose weight. I felt fat. I felt ugly. I felt like I couldn't, you know, keep my boyfriend because of my weight. And and to be honest, it was nothing to do with my weight. But these are the feelings I had. And so because of this big trauma that I'd faced, you know, um, when I was younger, as well as the trauma I'd faced with the um, H. pylori, you know, the things that kept coming up for me was, when I'm smaller, people see me. When I'm smaller, I can't hide. I attract unwanted attention when I'm smaller. It's scary to be outside in the world when I'm smaller. I'm used by men. Every time I lose weight, I get ill. Every time I get ill, I end up in hospital, right? Um, And my body held that weight because that was where I felt the safest. It never felt safe to lose that weight. And so it fought back and it held on to the weight. And you know what? I was working on external elements to try and reach a goal which my body was never ready for. So I needed to heal internally first. And it started with mindset. But just having a goal and changing your mindset, that isn't going to get you to your goal. Healing is more than telling yourself that you're healed. You have to go deep and you have to face your shadows. If we don't feel safe and we don't love who we are now, where we are now, our bodies, and we do everything to try and become healthy from a place of hate, disgust, and we don't deal with our traumas, whether it's childhood, teenage or um, adult traumas, if we criticise ourselves, if we have a bad relationship with ourselves, if there's a lot of cortisol running around our body, if our nervous system is dysregulated, if we don't have practices to bring us back home to ourselves, if we have a bad relationship with ourselves or with others that trigger us, and if we don't set healthy boundaries, and by that I don't just mean with food and exercise, but I mean with people and their emotions and what they expect from us, then how can we get to a place in our life where we feel good, we look good, and we love ourselves? How can we feel beautiful? How can we feel sexy? How can we feel feminine? We have to do the inner work to get the external outcome. So what I did was I hired coaches, I hired teachers, I had Reiki, I used the healers that I needed because I needed the guidance, I had the coaches because I needed the coaching. And we all do, even though I had the knowledge to an extent as a coach. We can't do this journey alone and no one can. And honestly, don't tell anyone, don't let anyone ever tell you that they did this journey alone because along the way they got help, even if it was just Google, YouTube or or a blog that they used, they got help. And what I notice is things started to change when I started to 
relax. When I started to lean into that feminine, which I spoke about before, when I started to meditate, when I started to move my body in flow, when I started to calm my nervous system and remove myself from stressful conversations, I put up my own boundaries in terms of what I know I wanted to let in and what I know I wanted to keep out. I worked on my shadow self, my traumas, and I found my tribe of soul sisters who I could freely talk to, would hold me in that space and would have no judgment. And you know what? My body started changing. And it's really funny because actually I today don't know what I weigh. And I've decided to stop doing weight loss in a masculine way so the calorie counting and the weighing myself and actually what I'm using is clothing and I know I'm smaller I just don't know what I weigh right now and I've said to myself I'm not gonna know what I weigh until I fit into the jumpsuit I wore in Ibiza in 2019 that's where I want to get to right that jumpsuit Now, I have an idea of what I weighed back then, and so I know it's about 10 kilos, but actually, it's the outfit I want to get into. I don't care what my um, gravitational force or pull to the earth is. And so when I took that step back and I relinquished full control, I relaxed, I started affirming to myself how much I love my life, how I love my body, and I just started being my body started changing even more. And you know what? I was eating good food. I was enjoying an alcoholic beverage now and then. I was enjoying going out for dinner. And seeing my body change and seeing it get kind of tighter and leaner has been everything. And today, I feel like my powerful self again. You know, I feel happy And I'm so happy that I started this journey. And my life has shifted because of the work that I did. And this is what I teach you in my new program, Embody Your Healthier Self. We start on the 18th of September. And, you know, it is a beta program. And so this cohort is going to get this program for a ridiculous, ridiculous energy exchange. And it's for those women who are ready to change their life to go inwards, to heal, and then to expand, and then to glow up, and then to realize their dream health, their dream body, and actually their dream life. Because health is the foundation to reaching your purpose. To be able to vibrate higher, attract abundance, and reach your purpose, You need to have good foundations. And this is, you know, Maslow did this, you know, the hierarchy of needs with self-actualization at the top, but actually like you have your health and your safety needs at the bottom. All of us, most of us who listen to this podcast have our safety needs met already, financial, home, those kind of things. So actually, when we work on our health and we start shifting the energies in our body, and by health, again, it's not necessarily just going to the gym and eating salad. It's about all kinds of movement. So right now, if you could see me, which you can't, is I'm flowing. I'm literally moving my arms and I'm moving my energy and I'm just kind of moving my hips, 
You know, that is looking after your health, that is moving energy from inside your body. And when you start doing that, genuinely, you will glow up and you will reach that dream body when you start flowing with life and responding. So this is not a calories in, calories out program. In fact, I'm never going to do a calories in, calories out program again. This is a mind, body, soul connection program. Yes, there is some spirituality in it because actually we are all spiritual beings, even if we do not realize it right now. But you need to realize that actually there is a little bit of you that's spiritual. Even if you're not religious, spirituality doesn't mean religion. It just means that you believe in something bigger than yourself. This program, Mind, Body, Soul Connection, is here to help heal you, to help regulate your nervous system and to help you release traumas and triggers and to help you set healthy boundaries. We will be resetting your belief system and getting you out of this limiting beliefs. I'll give you the tools and the practices to bring you home to yourself again. This is about self-love, self-worth, self-belief and trusting yourself. And the most amazing bit about this program is it is, it is, that it is yes, it's a group program, but it's also one-to-one. It's a hybrid program. So you'll be getting coaching sessions one-to-one to work on you, your purpose, your health, whatever is holding you back, your limitations. It's the most holistic program, an all-encompassing program that I've ever put together. Starting with knowing who you want to be. Because if we don't have a destination of who we want to be, not just what we want to look like, but who we want to be when we get there, how we want to act, what identity we have. I've always said to become the person you want to be, you've got to have an identity shift to become that person. So this is the most holistic program I've put together. And the beta program, as I said, there is a 67% off the price of this program. The next time this program will be happening is the, is January. I was trying to think of the date in January, but I cannot remember, but it's January. So if this sounds like something you need and you are ready, reach out to me on Instagram. I am Unlimited Urvashi or browngirl.rising before the 18th of September and I will send you the details. The investment for this program is only £123 a month for three months. This is a 12-week program. You're going to get nine live coaching sessions. You're going to get four one-to-one coaching sessions. You're going to get two workouts a week that are pre-recorded and up in your um uh in the modules ready for you you've got um q a you've got um so much education honestly i cannot wait for you to literally change your life and then weekly embodiment practices which we'll be doing live together so if this sounds like something you need just drop me an email uh urvashi at unlimited urvashi that's u-r-v-a-s-h-i at unlimited urvashi again dot com I cannot wait to see you glow up and help you discover this new zest for life and help you on the path to your healthiest self, your happiest self, your most feminine embodied self and honestly the most vibrant self that you are and you can be. 
So, as always, I'm Urvashi, your host for the Brown Girl Rising podcast, and I'm so happy that you're here. I cannot wait to work with you, um, whether it is on on Body Your Healthier Self, or it is the one-to-one coaching, or it is the sister circles. There are so many ways that you can work with me. Um, I also host free masterclasses in the Brown Girl Rising Facebook group. Now, something that I will come to at some point is the word girl. I'm having a little bit of trouble with this word at the moment because I no longer feel like a girl. I am a woman. So watch this space for something intriguing, I'm sure, coming soon. Thank you for listening and I will speak to you on the next podcast.